Hey, mm-hmm. Picasso's mm-hmm. freestyle. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. eating a couple wings mm-hmm. with a couple kings. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite things. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I'm not a good freestyle rapper. Wait, hold on. I'm waiting for a second. Folks, but we hope everyone is putting their rapping skills to the test this holiday season. And a happy holiday to you from our crew here at What's Trainwreck Watching. Unless you've been hiding under a bridge or running amongst the New York City skyline, you know we've been breaking down the Disney Plus series from Marvel Studios, Hawkeye. And we are finally at the light at the end of the tunnel. Episode 6, the finale, the... Uh, sign off of Hawkeye. So let's uh, get our crew in here. We got Mr. Hollywood, Kasali Files, and the Micah Man, Jake Micah. As always, what's Trainwreck sponsored? What, what's Trainwreck watching? Sponsored by Picasso's Pizza, obviously. So let's take a bite. Let's get into it. What did you guys think of this Hawkeye finale? Six weeks in the books, and, and we uh, and we closed the books on it. And already. You know, today just seems like a huge uh, week, super week with everything coming out with Hawkeye. We just had No Way Home, Matrix tonight, uh, Boba Fett next week. It's just, it's been chaos, but sweet chaos. And rightfully so, because this tonight episode was, it was very good. It was, you know, it was a great wrap up to uh, everything that was set up within the show, uh, kind of bringing everything together as one finale should. Um, you know, and just a great time, you know, it kind of moved along really well. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, again, it just kind of showed why we had this show in the first place, the connection between Hawkeye and, of course, our lovely newest superhero, Kate Bishop. Uh, lots of surprises. I really, you know, I had a great time with it for sure. Yeah, this is the this is the first one that I didn't really. I, I thought that they this is this kind of felt like a mid season finale or something like that. Like there's still a lot more. Like they did kind of wrap up a lot and kind of give us some closure, but they left. They kind of just gave us new threads to kind of go off on a lot of these people. I'm sure going to expire. Some of this is going to end up here or not, but it was a great. This show pulled off. I mean, I was not like I've I've said before m- multiple times. We talked about a bunch of these shows. This show I was not like excited about when it was announced. As excited about some of these other shows, and it delivered pretty much every episode. And the the finale was definitely satisfying. I don't know if it was the strongest episode of this season, but definitely satisfying for what they're doing going forward. Yeah, this felt like a Hydra episode for every storyline that, that closed. Another one took its place. It was crazy to see. So let's get into it. We got Hawkeye episode six. Uh, um, yeah, obviously it's the week of Christmas. Basically the last two days of Christmas. I don't know how long this Christmas week has been going on that Hawkeye's been having in uh, New York Christmas. City. Yeah. But a lot to like, love, and uh, even you know necessarily not like or hate about this episode. So I'll kick it off. I was loving that they got right into the kingpin because I'm a casual. I don't have the daredevil mm. background. So I was mm. excited that he was getting the mm. opening scene and that he's obviously getting his shine throughout the episode. I really like that. I guess he's just like a job of the hut that can like walk around and like basically pummel everyone was my takeaway. Pretty much. Yep. Um, yeah. So kudos to him. Uh, I think the city would be uh, silly to not acknowledge his greatness and make sure that his uh, power is restored one way or the other. 
Um, I did love that, you know, we finally got the Hawkeye-Kate Bishop partnership. It was the payoff that we were looking for mm. this whole time. I mean, well, especially that Kate was looking for. Um, so that was super exciting. Um, I guess to the hate, uh, you know, I mean, I guess the pizza dog. I didn't really see much closure there. So that's my take on I that one. Yeah. He got a name. He did get lucky. I guess, I guess he, I, you know, the, this he is what I would name. say. This is what I would say. The pizza dog stock is down because the lucky <laughs> stock is up. So. That's true. Very true. Very true. Um, as far as where it ranks, I, this is what I would say. I would say for me, I'm going to rank it three out of four. I'm going to rank Loki and I'm going to rank, or no, sorry, out of five. We're at five now, right? Because we have Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, WandaVision, what if. So I'm going to rank it. I'm going to rank it three out of five. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to get into which which ones I have in specific ranks because I'll leave that to you guys. What do you got, Casale? No, yeah, I mean, obviously – uh the big question from uh the the cliffhanger of last week's was okay so kingman kingpin's back well oh, someone's got it. kingsman on the mind kingsman ready oh, the kingsman yeah, the kingsman I mean, well yeah who knows how, how that's gonna go but anyway back to marvel kingpin of course um that got me very excited i was very uh intertwined with the with the daredevil stuff i love everything mm-hmm. that they did one through three I got the chance to see their Comic-Con panel when they came to mm. Manhattan a couple years ago and seeing everybody on stage. And it was just so exciting, especially with, uh, you know, the the treat we got in No Way Home to leading to this, I think, was just a very satisfying mm. uh, journey through everyone who stuck around with those Netflix shows. I really, like I said, I really have was a huge fan of those. Um, Daredevil really was my favorite. Uh, well, and The Punisher. But that's kind of, you know, they go hand in hand. Um, and so just seeing Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, I mean, was just, that was really the standout. Aside from, you know, really exploring Kate Bishop and Hawkeye's relationship. I mean, that alone was just terrifying. You know, like it really shows because Kingpin is a huge, you know, villain on the streets. Hell's Kitchen. I mean, everything that he does, he's always intertwined with something. And, you know, obviously with a lot of characters that we have within the MCU, spider-man and all that stuff you know he really you know takes the cake with uh, a lot of street level crime so yeah. i mean you know this can only lead to more i mean as far as the episode itself you know yeah it really did feel like a wrap-up to what's to come and um but you know look with all mcu goes i kind of i think we've all kind of been trained at this point where nothing is final you know it's always going to lead to something so even though it didn't feel like a complete wrap up. You always kind of expect what's to come with mm, whether it's once, once Kate Bishop comes back, Yelena, Hawkeye, all that stuff, and especially Kingpin. I mean, you know, like I said, it was just a great introduction to that. I mean, I really loved the not only the Hawkeye Kate Bishop relationship um, within this episode. I thought that was you know so strong, and it kind of just it makes me so excited to see what's to come but what makes me really excited i hope i hope we get some more yelena uh kate bishop stuff because they Mm. they really have a strong connection there and it's really you know i mean i mean it's you know the second generation black widow second generation hawkeye whatever you call it i think that really has exciting stuff uh what's the lead i mean a partner you know like like a road trip movie of them two would just be (laughs) awesome so 
you know, and, and and a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff we just wish to see, a lot of surprises. But you know, I was pleased. It was a very satisfying conclusion to what what was what's to come. And I mean, who knows if we're if we're gonna get a season two? Who knows if stuff's gonna lead into the Echo series coming out? But you know, it was just well, I mean, yeah, for it's sure. Ha- Hawkeye Hump Day Wednesday. You know, it was just you know, it, it's these. That's why these shows are here. It's just always fun to. Dive into the world, sitting on your couch, Disney Plus. You got your movies and and No Way Home blowing the doors off of what they're able to do with with the multiverse. So this is just a nice street level stuff. And it, you know, again, it's just just a lot of fun. And and it's Christmas. I mean, what's better than Christmas entertainment? You know, the week before. So yeah, well, uh, Clinton and Kate kind of ruined Christmas, I think, for a lot of New Yorkers in this well, episode. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they they really did. Like, <laughs> I'm not even true. joking. They're people an Avenger that until you, until you deface some major property. So <laughs> it's true. Hey, Welcome on the board. Welcome aboard, Kate. She had no <laughs> difference. Uh, Manic, you were right last week, as I didn't think we were going to get as much Kingpin. So, I mean, you guys both called it, saying that we'd get a decent amount of him. We got a lot more in this whole episode than I thought, I, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a weird. Uh, we'll get into it when we start getting into spoiler territory of how they brought, yeah, Kingpin. So, so let's get into it. I mean, let's face it. it. We're yeah, ten minutes we go? in. If you're still listening and haven't seen Hawkeye yet, right. like just stop, get out of it. But yeah, so like you said, they I'll take my, all the credit uh, in the world. We got a ton of Kingpin, <laughs> but really because I'm a casual and I don't know a lot about Kingpin, so they were working the way I love the yeah. way. First off. They used a great camera angle uh, with Vera Farmiga where he like stood over her and he literally looked like he was like five feet Gigantic, taller than her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was He's definitely oh, yeah. not that much taller than her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also like, I don't know if this is just the way he always does the character. So I, I was reading online that this was a little bit more of like a comic booky like take on the character, but it also seems like he's like, Sometimes he's like yelling stuff, but he's doing it in like a talking voice, which is yeah, like funny. Yeah. Like so, so I don't know. I thought this was hysterical. <laughs> like I loved Kingpin and I love what we saw from him. But tell me your take, Micah, because obviously you had huge expectations coming in. Part of the thing is he's supposed to be awkward. I would say that that's definitely like a thing. He's not a. I wouldn't say he's a social like butterfly or anything. And if you can, if you see like why, like the kind of work he's in, not you're not just running around in the clubs or doing any any fun new york city activities um this was we- it was weird though for it was it was a weird presentation just because usually like they did do the stuff like you said made him look physically imposing as much as they can and everything like that but it seemed like he was getting worked by everybody around him right now and that's something that you've never seen with kingpin i think especially in the daredevil series like he was always five steps yeah. ahead six steps ahead mcu wise i mean that's how he is in the comics too so this was like and maybe this maybe that's what we're gonna find out in the echo show or whatever other kingpin offerings are going to be i think we're, there's going to be a lot of kingpin offerings coming up pretty soon with the way that, that he's kind of left off there in new york maybe not i don't know well i guess we'll see but um i think that maybe that we're catching him on a time when shit is just all blowing up in his face and we'll find that out because it, it didn't seem like he was clicking on all cylinders here for sure like his mm-hmm. guard was definitely more down than i've ever seen it portrayed so it was a little it was a little interesting i'm not gonna lie it was it, it was not what i was expecting out of the gate yeah yeah no i mean you know it's just it's so exciting that vincent d'onofrio is back i think that alone because when when all the netflix stuff was happening with uh you know they were they started canceling those series like one after another and 
you know, that was a big thing because those shows are so good. Like, I really enjoy those more, some more than others. Like, you know, Iron Fist is, was all right and stuff, but the Daredevil stuff was just so good. So, to see him come back and to, to portray Kingpin, I think you couldn't have anyone else. Because in, and it's just like in the in the Daredevil show, like he really had with the voice and the menacing stuff, it really did feel like it was just coming from that show to this. And, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, since we're in the spoiler section, spoilers for No Way Home. I mean, we also had another character come, which was which was uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. So it was just so exciting to see that, you know, the MCU Disney is now able to use those characters and utilize them in ways that we never seen. Because obviously, you know, as as a post endgame world, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of characters uh, have left. A lot of characters are kind of fishing around what they're doing. So it's cool that they have more toys in the sandbox. You know, it's cool that they have a lot more avenues to go down. And I think that's what's exciting, you know, to for what's to come. And it's just, again, like the... The fan reaction itself, I mean, I think alone, what you're going to see from this episode, I mean, just to see Kingpin, it's just, again, menacing. You know, it's just so exciting to see him return and all that stuff. So, I mean, who's to say? Like, I, I'm very curious, too, because of what kind of, what this episode kind of falls along. Because this is, obviously, it's during Christmas. Now, uh, you know, with the ending of No Way Home, I believe this is, you know, now they're in a world where they don't really remember spider-man i guess they know so spider-man i think that's the general well, theory yeah. that i'm under understanding is that they all know who spider-man is at least yeah it's you know so it's i mean who's to say but you know again i mean for what we can lead up i mean again we have another trilogy with uh with spider-man on the table so if that mm. kind of gets into like into the spider-verse live action who knows but again so this was definitely i mean got me so excited that that Vincent D'Onofrio was able to play. He just released a yeah. video, I think, um, a couple hours ago, just explaining how grateful he was to return because they were all like, they love doing this, but they were all back. I, I mean, listen, now we got these guys. I need John Bernthal back. Bring me Punisher back. And Isn't then I'll it, be truly sad. I need, I need Jessica Jones, too. Give me oh, that too. And Jessica Jones, too. You guys, of course. You guys just want to pull import over there. Yes, I do. Pull import of everything. That's fair. And speaking of, so I know, you know, you're talking, Sally, you're talking about your excitement for Yelena. And obviously we now have the Echo uh, Unleashed, the Echo origin story. And I want to talk to you guys about that. Micah, are you aware of like the Echo comic origin story? Well, yeah, and this this is a famous what we saw in this episode was a famous or at least a take on one of the most famous Echo shots of the comics. Spoilers, Um, obviously. uh, Spoilers, obviously. Yeah, um, her pointing the gun there at the end is a is this nice little thing in the comics there yeah so this is this is pretty much it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different with the 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 connection with her dad and everything like i don't think that's comic accurate but her being like an understudy of kingpin and then deciding to be like all right this guy's actually a psycho i should probably do something about this Mm -hmm. It, it it plays with this um and let i mean going back into kingpin and where the next echo show goes I, there, I don't I don't think that he was brought in to just be taken out with one gunshot oh, no. and not and not oh, well, see that's, that's why it's so funny <laughs> because there's a zero percent chance he's dead 
Literally yeah. zero point zero. Like for a absolutely. second, I actually like was like kind of shocked at what was happening. Yeah. But then I realized <laughs> yeah. that was it. So then I was just searching it again. You see, the eye to eye quote was not in the comic itself, but yeah. in the next comic panel, he's got things over both eyes. So at least you believe maybe he was like shot in the eyes. This guy's basically like a superhuman. I mean, I saw him get hit by a car, yeah. and he was up like, like, like a car through a wall <laughs> through another wall, and he was up like. 20 seconds later, so I'm not and that worried about And whatever shot. crazy explosive arrow that Kate shot yeah. at him, too. Like, he was, he like, was, limping. Was still good. That's why, that's why <laughs> honestly, the Kingpin, oh, I wasn't, like, laughing and disrespecting. It was just, like, not only was he in the episode, he was just, like, brutish all over the place. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, well, he, no, he did, I mean, he, he did impose, like, he was a... Anywhere he went, he was, a, he ripped anyway. a car door yeah. off his thing. He did <laughs> he the reverse... Was... He did the reverse of your move that you were talking about that he's done in the past. He did. Uh, yeah, I think they did. And that was a nice little play on that, too. And, I mean, he was – him and Kate, like, going at it. Like, like it was just like a yeah. gnat. Was like, he was just yeah, it really was. He, like, he literally he really, didn't give a fuck about her. He like, really she was literally not. trying to attack him. It was so, so not. crazy. No, and, I, oh and so – but the thing, and I, that's why I think going back to that point I was making about Kingpin is this: we're definitely catching him at the worst possible time because he is, and this is just going to be all these little things that are culminating to piss him off and set him into motion. Now he's making enemies with Kate Bishop, obviously, with Eleanor, which we haven't even gotten into the, the Eleanor, Eleanor stuff going on there because that was an interesting turn. Our boy Jack was back. <laughs> yeah. Our boy All Jack. Right, let, I told you he'd I, I be out quick. Up, I wanted to queue up Kate, but let, we can leave that for last after some Elena talk. Go ahead. Whatever. Yeah. But no, we got to go to this headline. Jack learns <laughs> about the pastime of LARPing and see Eleanor. What a twist. What Now, not only was Jack a red herring, but in the end, spoiler alert. Again, we keep saying it like a knee-jerk reaction. We just hate for you to be tuning in live and you haven't seen the episode of Hawkeye on Disney Plus yet, but uh, Kate Bishop basically dead to rights in front of the building. Bang. Jack saves the day with the swords. Mm, the Jack ultimate. Is Jack is back. Sorry, Fox 24 <laughs> advertising back in the day. But, uh, yeah, no, it was amazing to see. And, yeah, Jack just, just ends up being, instead of a red herring, he just ends up being an absolute delight. He looked like he was, a, he was you know, a fish in water. Thriving. With that sword out there. He's he absolutely thriving. Absolutely mm -hmm. thriving. Yeah, no, that was just always that was enjoyable to see. I mean, it was it was interesting to see. I mean, because I know even in the beginning of our talks, like episode one and two, um, there was always that kind of implication because like he has a big like, um, I guess past. I know, I know, Mika, you know, like his past, you know, what he does in the comic side. But um, you know, it was kind of cool to see a little bit of redemption because obviously, you know, Kate, you know, she's just a kid and. And, you know, she might have jumped the gun too soon. But then, mm -hmm. you know, with the stuff going on with Eleanor and all that stuff, she really is kind of just distraught with what's going on. And and then meeting Clint and all that stuff, a lot of stuff's going on at once. But it's kind of cool to see, you know, these characters get, you know, a little bit of redemption. And, and you get to see, you know, a different side. You know, it's it's always interesting the way the storytelling works where, you, you know, at one point you think there's the they're the bad guy and then they they come in and save the day. So that, I always enjoy that kind of storytelling for sure. I mean, and, and we got a lot of, you know, closure, especially with, with Eleanor, you know, with what was going on with her and how, you know, crazy she was. And, you know, I mean, when you get someone like Vera Farmiga, you know, to play Eleanor, you're going to get, you're going to get sure. your money's worth. Absolutely. Because, 
she she's killing it like it, it, even in you know the conjuring movies and all that stuff she's always oh, you know dude. she dominated a uh, quarter four of uh 2021 with uh the saints of newark too where she where yeah, she portrayed true. olivia soprano yeah so one it, of the best know, parts of that flick so it's always it's always interesting i mean that's what i love about marvel too is they really you know, well, whether it's Marvel or on the other side, where all these people, these A-list stars, want to just you know play around and and have some fun, but they they do work because you know it was a lot of cool. I mean, there was a lot of great character building within this uh, this show, some more than others, but it was just it was just great to see that. And then again, like they said, to see our boy Jack kind of you know go from bad guy to good guy, you know, all in six episodes was really exciting. I'm talking about like an episode and a half. He went from the outhouse to the I mean, yeah. I still the, don't uh, trust him. Uh, still. <laughs> well, the, the mustache will always be sketchy. But the, uh, you know what was funny was, uh, and again, I, I obviously look for some commentary on this episode. Some Reddit comment was like, it would be an incredible red flag if your wife had you arrested for some kind of corruption and then you were at a party a week later wielding a sword. Yeah, that would be kind of a red flag, but Wouldn't whatever. Great. Yeah. What about uh what about the kid that he was arguing with? Everybody knows you feed your pets in the hatches. <laughs> like, come on, that was hysterical. That was oh, great. Yes, that was a uh what was the kid's name in Super Bad that ate lunch by himself? I can't remember. Steven Glansberg. There okay, is, yeah. Yeah. got it, got it. Okay, but Again, we have a great time. And then, you know what? I'm an idiot, and this happens to me all the time. I didn't even notice Good that part. the LARPers were the uh, servers at the party. I was confused at and, first, and too. Staff, I, when she came up and she was like, boss, I was like, oh, Hawkeye like got like some mercenary to like, join with or something. <laughs> then I realized they are. And I'm like, that's pretty genius. They're in costume, playing roles. And then I was laughing my ass off when they literally changed into Avengers costumes just so that they could do the exact same thing they're doing, but get more respect on it. It was just exactly. unbelievable. It's you branding. Gotta it. You gotta have really it. good branding. Really yeah. good branding. Kate's been chirping, harping on it since day one. And now they got, they looked official. Those videos go up on TikTok, bro. Like now they're looking Seriously. good. Mm-hmm. You never know. What'd um, you think of the owl in the tree? A little too ridiculous or what? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit and just a, a national treasure going down like that. Like Kate that was did not tough. give a fuck. Yeah. Do Kate, well, you know, or, do Kate or, or Clint like ever miss? Like, I, I don't mean to be like taking us no. out of it, but like, can't we get one mess just to be like, oh, I just barely missed. Nope. No misses. It feels like Never whenever missed. they fire, it's just literally hitting. It was unbelievable. Well, speaking, think, of, speaking of that ice skating. Scene, I think Hawkeye, Hawkeye has missed a, I mean, not a couple, but you know, he he's had his fair share in the movies. Right? Oh I yeah, guess. the movies. Yeah, the movies yeah. isn't a hundred percent for sure. But in this show, he was the, shooting the, the tracksuit ninety percent. Tracksuit mafia is not not the most. Uh, I don't think they're the most agile guys out there. That's. Mm. I don't think that they're really catching the catching the the wherever the I can't think of the word. The arrow is flying. I don't think that they're tracking it very well. I don't yeah. know if they'd be. They're like a superhero level arrow avoiders. I think they're just. Like if I was trying to avoid an arrow, that's a tracksuit mafia guy, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I, that I don't help. know who I don't know who's drawing up their game plan, but just rushing onto the ice like <laughs> didn't really work out for him. But yeah, obviously, check out that action for yourself. Better than we could ever sum it up. But so now we're down to it. Yelena and Kate Bishop. Obviously, you know what are we talking about here? The second gen Hawkeye and Black Widow. 
yeah. um, kind of carry the mantle. So how do you feel about the evolution of Kate in this show? And obviously, I think we all agree that the chemistry between Kate and Elena is top notch. Uh, oh, they'll yeah. probably they can like you said they can make they can start their own sitcom right now and you know do their own thing. Where do you think she's at, considering? You know, that Hawkeye basically treated her as like a co-Avenger in this movie. Where do you think she's at in that, uh, you know, I guess, what would you call it? Threshold. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, it definitely showed her journey since episode one to now, you know, has definitely grown. I mean, you know, when we first met her, she was just a kid, you know, very cocky with her skills. I mean, obviously, she had a huge impact. As her childhood, she was saved by Hawkeye at a younger age because the Chitari were about to come into the house and, and you know, have their way. So to show, like, you know, obviously she took the time and, and the and you know, trained for this and, and wanted to do this and, and had a passion for it. And it shows because she is really, really talented with what she could do with a bow and arrow. But, I mean, just her journey alone, I mean... I always like I always liked Haley Seinfeld a lot. I mean, you know, this but this was definitely a different kind of role for her. And not that I was worried for it, but I was just curious to see how she was cuz this isn't like a singing like comedy or something like that. You know, this is the big leagues. This is an MCU and if you're going to play someone like Kate Bishop, you're going to have you're going to have some shoes to fill. So I think that alone, you know, it just made me excited and Hey, she she proved herself absolutely. Yeah. I think she really was a standout uh, alone. I mean, you know, it's funny how this was a Hawkeye show, but it really t- zoned around Kate Bishop. I mean, she really came to play, and and I think what's always interesting about these kind of things because it's not like she's not the girl Hawkeye, you know. She's just you know, or Lady Hawkeye. She you know she really has her own you know places tell yeah, within the story sure. and and what she has done and. Her story herself with how she was grown with her mom and stuff like that um you know again it really was great and, and to see her relationship with hawkeye improve was really promising because hawkeye he wanted nothing to do with this he had his own burdens with what happened with endgame and whatnot uh losing black widow so he just wanted to spend time you know with his family on christmas and you know uh uh kate bishop or you know really kind of put them on a roller coaster ride but to see them connect you know as well as they did i mean you know they had the conversations within this episode like i'm with you like this is this is it we're in this together so to see that kind of play out was really great and just to see them like kick ass together was always awesome you know because i mean that was always the thing too you know you know within the movies you know hawkeye he was always kind of like you know, like, obviously, he has his skills and whatnot, but everyone kind of looks at him like, you know, he's just a guy with a bow and arrow. Like, he makes that joke in Avengers Age of Ultron of, like, you know, yeah. we got all these superheroes and I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, I think How this about, is how how about the post credit scene on the entire season? Spoiler uh, alert, but they got this, this musical. Hawkeye seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, like, like, like they're talking about everyone's like amazing abilities, and they uh, just yeah. say that Hawkeye's I, well, a nice guy. I always look. I forget what talk show it was, but he was on a. He did a thing with Fallon or something like that, 
where he did like a musical, like like a musical number. Like it was, I think it was before. I think it, uh, oh no, I think it was Civil at War SNL. Something. I think it was, was it on, SNL. It was yeah, on and, SNL and all the it was, other people were there. And it was the during to uh, the Ed Sheeran song, but he he's like yeah. a freaking Hawkeye. Yeah, that's how. That's what I always think now. Every time I see Hawkeye. But you know what? Listen, it's Jeremy Renner. You know he's just he's just he's been doing this since Thor 2011. Like he really he he this is this is his character. He knows how to do it, and he's been doing it for so long. And even just the weight of what he had on the show too. Um, you know, again, it's just the chemistry alone, and not even getting into you know Elena yet. It just you know it was really strong True. within this episode and that's what you want you know you want to see these characters grow and, and what they become because obviously this isn't going to be the last time we see Kate Bishop this isn't going to be the last time you know something's going to happen so uh you know i'm very pleased to to see you know again uh, as a difference like sure this could have worked as a movie but i think having mm. this landscape and what we got, I think, worked and kind of really introduced these guys in a correct way, and you know, and 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 make it matter. And I think it really did. I think this was um, the most appropriate for a show. I like because of how much we got to spend the time with Kate, and really like now you can kind of slot her in to any wherever they're going to put her in with the MCU. Mm-hmm. And it, it's fit. I mean, we've spent enough time with her. If you're a fan of this, like you're you're with it. You're there. Um, I thought it was interesting the way that it fell out with I, I don't know about you guys, but it comes to Eleanor though. I don't think she's in jail for long. I don't I don't know who she's first what and what was the real reason she ended up trying to kill Clint then? So like what was the purpose of her just because he was just like an extra he was just a not somebody that she wanted around, just too much extra baggage there. Or what was the real reason she was trying to kill him? Well, I don't know, because even that kind of got a little hairy, too, because it was uh, Contessa who showed up at the end of Black Widow. Well, that's Well, that's why I think that's what that's what I'm kind of getting around to with yeah. Eleanor is that I think Contessa is going to find a way to finesse. Like she obviously has some influence with government with, with what she was able to do with our boy, uh u.s agent i still can't remember his name we did this last time we brought him up um mm-hmm. with him there like she obviously has some kind of pole there to do some stuff so i'm just wondering what eleanor was trying to kill i don't know but back to the original point was talking about kate and just kind of go ahead mercenary mercenary hire for the kingpin through uh eleanor. through through eleanor yeah, so okay. Eleanor Eleanor gets gets Hawkeye taken out, doesn't get back to Maya that he was the mm-hmm. one that killed his her father. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. That makes I sense. I know. It, 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 took us, <laughs> it took us, even though you watch it, it's like so much to digest that you kind of do forget like, yeah. wait, why did that big moment happen? Yeah. You focus so much on Kingpin coming back into the universe. It's like, oh my gosh, you can forget the complete reason oh, the yeah, meeting absolutely. is probably to confirm that very fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of moving parts, a lot of different characters. Okay, well that that tracks then. So with Kate, it did a, it did an amazing job of introducing her as her own Hawkeye. Um, I think that it was awesome that they used the show as a vehicle for Kate, for Yelena. That Yelena and Clint interaction on the ice rink between oh, that yeah. and what we got in No Way Home, it was just like we the, Marvel's really been ripping you up with the, with just the fallout of what we've had the Infinity Saga and everything else that's happened since yeah. then, like. And that was superheroes are people too. Nobody, nobody, nobody sums that up better than Clint Barton. Honestly, 
Yeah. And, and you learn that too. Of, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. No, 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 no. That was I was gonna say that was the big message from Kate Bishop was that you know Hawkeye showed her that you could be a hero without having to shoot lasers out of your hands mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, yada yada mm-hmm. for sure. And that yeah, and that was a nice moment too with Kate and Clint kind of her actually hashing out how seeing him and everything and what made him um, such a hero in her eyes and everything. It was just, it was great to see him as the vehicle for that because I think, I mean, you put that in Jeremy Renner's hands, it's going to work out anyways, but it really added like a different dynamic to the show. I wasn't anticipating, I guess, going forward. We got that nice hallway scene with the two, with Yelena and Kate too. I know you appreciated that Mm. as you were watching it, Casali and, Maniac, if you're getting into Daredevil soon, as we're we've been trying, well, to get yeah, into the yeah, video, that's true. You will be there's a epic Marvel cinematic scene in there that Daredevil fans would be going crazy over. Yeah. Um, but with Kate, the main thing with Kate in the phase four fallout is L, I, I think obviously her mom's gonna be pissed at her, <laughs> her mom yeah. is pissed at her. They are not seeing eye to eye and just the ideology of their life and where, where Kate is going and her upbringing and everything like that's, that's something that's definitely going to be explored again. And she definitely made a villain in Kingpin going forward. If, if he shows up, whatever else. Um, so I guess what he's going to have his hands in everything then, right? Like, is that what we're looking at here with kind of at least these street level heroes, maybe for the, is this going to be a movie thing? Is this going to be a TV thing? Like, what do you guys think comes out of this Kingpin wise and, and where Kate ends up too? I think that Kingpin, the good, and I think you even alluded to this last week, but he'll be able to kind of metastasize is maybe the word I'm looking for, but grow like not directly in view, but you'll be able to hear about him in the Spider-Man movies. You'll be able to hear about yeah. him in some of the other new projects. Yeah. So they might be able to let him there. So there's three Spider-Man movies left. You could easily throw him into act one of the second Spider-Man movie as kind of like an underling that, you know, someone's fighting. Or even yeah. the big bad, you know. Based he might be. On, he know, might be the big bad for yeah. A couple. But before, he could be the, what, they're gonna. Yeah. They, they do have the hobgoblin, like we talked about on the table. Obviously, Venom mm-hmm. is is one thousand percent the uh, waiting in the wings option in the clear but, cut, and, uh, and they could even. They, uh, they could even do Venom and Kingpin at the same time. Like any of the yes. villains, they could use mm-hmm. with Venom too. Which this ain't nice. but this ain't Spider Man three anymore. It's it's no way home. <laughs> you can you can do as many villains as you want if you do it right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, so yeah, but you got to love the phase four fallout. I will say that, you know, uh, you know, like I will say the phase four fallout feels a little lighter than some of the other ones, but I think they did more with more characters. Like they introduced Echo, they had they brought back Yelena and showed that she's going to be in a main role. Very true. They they propelled Kate Bishop out of nothing. So, obviously, was it a little underwhelming compared with, you know, but it it was Um, world building. Agreed. I'm just saying, like, my knee jerk reaction was that. Versus Sam becoming Captain America. Yeah, versus yeah. like Kang, mm-hmm. you know, in the multiverse breaking. Versus WandaVision <laughs> and like the whole revelation of the end of that show. Yeah. It, yeah. Felt, it felt a little underwhelming in that. But at the same time, like I said, you got to acknowledge that there were so many characters that were built up. So many things that were created. So many storylines that were being, So many things that were implemented in this series yeah. that will have future implications. So this is yeah. kind of like more seed planting to me as far as exactly, and that's what you usually get anyway with these Marvels. You know, with with the MCU. I mean, we've we've grown to know that you know most of it, uh, you know, is is just leading to the next. I mean, you know, a lot of finite storytelling and whatnot. But yeah, it, it definitely did kind of leave like kind of open ending. I mean. I mean, all alone, not even just Kingpin, but I know we kind of talked about it before. I mean, what I just really took away from this as well is 
Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Yelena fan. I'm so happy she's back. I love Florence Pugh and all that. So to see the kind of, you know, conclusion of, you know, her trying to understand what um, happened to, uh, you know, Natasha and, and Hawkeye pouring his art out, like kind of just trying to explain that, you know, it was her choice. It was just, you know, and it yeah. was still kind of, you know, he didn't directly say, you know, I mean, he also said, like, if I really told you what happened, you wouldn't believe me because, exactly. I mean, we all know it's, you know, oh, we went to Vormir <laughs> and there was a red guy that told us we needed to get this and the stone soul and all stone. that. Yeah, so. It really shows you how fucking stupid DC well. is. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm calling a spade a spade, but how stupid they are that the culmination of Batman versus Superman was basically Superman randomly saying Martha. Like, which yeah. had no significance between the both of them. But we have a limited series here on a throw-off with one character, but you could have this emotional scene about a whistle that her, her and her sister knew and shared. Like, I'm just saying, it just shows it is one beautiful. is prospering yeah. and one is where it's okay. at. It, it, like, again, I'm not... I'm not the, I, I'm, no, no, I, no, I, the like, connectivity. I criticize with legitimacy here. <laughs> the yeah. connectivity of that scene and everything that you have to, like, know about all those characters to understand mm -hmm. that little moment is what you... That's yeah. what you tune into this shit for. I mean, that's what you read comic books for is those moments, yeah. too. Like, it, and that's what the MCU has done is built those... those like, this is... This is definitely, I have a little six issue run of uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye over there. And it feels like it could be like something right out of that. Like, and that's especially yeah. this scene, like the way that it was the, the, mm -hmm. at the ice rink and the, and the everything else. Like it was great, great way to be pulled out of there um, and presented like that on the screen, truly authentic to the character. Um, go ahead, Casale. I think you wanted to jump in here. No, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, because that's, at the end of the day, that's kind of like what Feige has always kind of yeah. planned out with these movies and now shows of just, you know, different comic book runs and then True. a connective issue and all that stuff, too. I mean, and then you have those little things that, you know, most of the time it works, sometimes it doesn't, whether it's mm -hmm. a Martha or whatnot, but having <laughs> that little whistle in there you know, that kind of, you know, signifies what, what that true meaning is and what it meant to Yelena, you know, Hawkeye doing that to her and stuff like that. I mean, hell, there was so many of it in No Way Home last week that just kind of, you know, made us just cry out, you know, scream out in the theater of, you know, all those little things that we just grew up with. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of thing. But, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's Marvel has been doing it since 2008, even before, you know, when they were starting, you know, Iron Man. I mean, you know, they, that's, they know how to tell a story and how to connect it together and, and even though this kind of still felt a little open-ended, you know, you always kind of just know, like, what's next. I mean, even, like, once they killed, you know, or, like, killed Kingpin or, you know, they just had that shot in the dark, you know, you're sitting on the couch like, no, there's no way. Come on. There's no way. So, no. you know, it's just and we, you don't decided. see him. If we don't see him, if we yeah, you don't see him taken away, you can't believe that. I do mm -hmm. want to touch on one thing before we start wrapping up. The watch that we figured out, the Rolex. That oh yes, was, that was clearly Laura's. To kill a mockingbird. Yes. With a little nineteen, basically all yeah. but confirms. Yeah, but all but confirms. We haven't. They didn't say mockingbird or anything, but that's who it is in the comics. Um, and with Clint, kind of, it looks like he's ready. Like he was handing off, handed handed over the bow again to Kate. They have started. Kate went away they to have, the farm. They she did. That was nice. Someone else got to go visit. It was good mm -hmm. to see that. 
Um, I do think they have ran their own Avengers team on the West Coast, West Coast Avengers. There's mm-hmm. been young Avengers teams, rumblings, which yeah. with, with Kate being introduced, she's a huge young Avengers member and all these other characters that we've seen. Um, so I feel like that's kind of the role that we end up in with our with our original Hawkeye and apparently the former Mockingbird together is maybe that's where they end up in that mentorship role of whatever iterations of Avengers we're kind of getting coming out of all this fallout because that's what we're getting right is we're ending up with like three avengers teams i mean we have like three storylines kind of going on we have the new york city kingpin that kind of ground level stuff whatever's going on in the government with contessa we saw all that we have this multiversal you know war going on but we don't even know about um, mm-hmm. And then concurrently, we have Eternals and the Celestial threat that we saw, and we have no idea when that's going to be doing anything or what it's actually doing yeah. or when the threat will return to everything. So we kind of have three things going on at once that are threats, and that seems like we're on the way for maybe three different Avengers teams that can kind of tackle those things and just have all these different storylines at once. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, because that's the thing, too. It's always like um it's just different but i think you know they uh, again marvel has proved that they know how to do it. i mean they set up a whole series from 2008 all the way to you know 2019 with endgame you know like mm-hmm. so you know it's always exciting and again it's it's different it's different what they did with that because obviously you know we kind of they kind of grew with us they let us kind of understand their kind of way of storytelling where you have to see all these movies to understand what happens in Infinity War and Endgame with Thanos and the Infinity Stones. So, but that was just one kind of through line, even though there was different things like playing off of each other, but that was one through line. So then to go into this, where you get the multiverse stuff with Spider-Man, you get the, and Doctor Strange, you get, you know, you get the street level stuff with this, and then exactly what you just said, Jake. So, you know, it it just, it makes me just very curious to see what the through line is, because you know, sure. I mean, everyone's sitting there like, okay, who's the next Thanos? Who's the next big bad? But, like, I don't think they're worried about that right now. I think they're just kind of, you know, kind of doing their own thing and just seeing what works. And then, I mean, now having this sort of, um, you know, uh, content producer where they can have shows on Disney Plus and they can have movies in the theater and stuff like that. And it works because, obviously... You know, a lot of people are checking in and writing on Twitter and all that stuff. And, you know, and then it lets, you know, people like us do the reviews of it. So it's 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 definitely working to see. And I'm just waiting to really kind of see how much it does, how much they really can trust their audience. Because, I mean, listen, people were, you know, we're loving No Way Home. But I, I saw some reactions online. And then when Daredevil popped up, you know, some people in the, you know, I don't even know if it was my theater, but like. Some people didn't know like who that was, you know. So it was like, I just, you know, I think it's still gonna kind of see, you know, it stands the test of time. What really connects? Like, are everybody gonna? Because you get the average people like when Infinity War is coming out, you know, you got the average moviegoer like I never saw any of them, but this has a lot of pull behind it, so I want to see it. You know, the same thing with No Way Home. There was a lot of stuff in there that I mean, I went to a bunch. I, I went to that movie with a bunch of friends. But they never saw, you know, Amazing Spider-Man two or yeah. you know, or you know, Spider-Man three. So having that kind of you know fallout where you know us nerds love it and eat it up because we've been watching this stuff 
for you know forever and over and over again so like obviously that means a lot more to us than the average viewer who just watches this stuff and like doesn't get it but kind of understands what's going on so i think that really what i'm trying to say is that really is kind of what really will stand the test of time to see what they can do with these new these next phases to see if how how much they're going to connect these shows with the movies and what the overall thing is you know whether it leads to another avengers or or whatnot you know but i mean i'm just i'm excited with this i'm excited with you know the doctor strange trailer dropped today that we saw at the very end of no mm-hmm. way home which that seems so awesome and and cool and with what they were able to do with with no way home to have you know that i is just gets me so excited because it's just it really does give promise so i i think marvel still has you know even though you know it's it's marvel they they made their money they know what they're doing but you know, it really, it really is going to see what happens with all these uh, shows because they have a lot of shows lined up. We still got Miss Marvel and all this stuff. So it really kind of, it really will see like how much, you know, they're going to rely on you to watch these episodes to understand what happens in the next movie or vice versa. So mm-hmm. that really that that gets me interested. So to what's to come, but very exciting, of course, because us, you know, we eat this up, we watch it. It's so much fun. You know, every Wednesday, popping, you know, popping on the TV to have something sure. new to watch. So, you know, so we'll see how it works. You know, and the the rest of the way, I'm just, I'm really excited to see, you know, what this is all building to, if it is. Mm-hmm. Boys, when one door closes on Hawkeye, another door opens. Yes. Next week, we will have Boba Fett. We will see how his takeover of Tatooine is going. We'll see how his takeover of the year is going. Let's face it, high expectations. The Mando made Boba Fett cool again. There's no argument about that. So we'll see if the book of Boba Fett can... uh, Boba Fett was always cool. The prequels kind of... I I don't know. Return of the Jedi kind of nerfed him a little bit. Well, that was, you know, listen... I mean, I I didn't get a chance to talk about this the two episodes ago when you guys were diving into it. I am so excited for Boba Fett. I mean, I'm a Star Wars nerd. I I love it. I you know I love everything about it. And Mando has you know as far as you know what what Disney Plus is doing with the Star Wars stuff. You know, just having fun with it and getting back to you know the yeah, group. You don't have to worry. Mando about this is stuff. doing a good job and, of that. And, and Mando, Mando has was is great. I. Mando is my favorite of what's come out on Disney Plus. So to see to see them going into Book of Boba Fett, Tamara Morrison coming back, Fennec Shan in the mix, you know, it, it just got me so excited. Cause, you know, I mean, listen, I, you know, Boba Fett was always that guy, like they did Empire and they didn't realize how much Boba Fett was gonna be a huge impact. And then Return of the Jedi came out and he kind of went out like, okay, that's it. Like he died, he fell in the Sarlacc pit. So to see him coming back, you know, is just so exciting. And, and you know, I mean, I, I, I guess all of us are so interested to see. I'm, I'm sure they're going to show how he got out of that Sarlacc pit and whatnot. But That's just, really all I'm tuning in for. I oh, just absolutely. need to see like, how he got I mean, out. I'll be yeah. happy. Well, and just, just the, I mean, again, it's it's Star Wars. It's, you know, it's, it, it that's what Mando has done so well is because Mando takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and this is, I assume, it's going to take place right after, um, you know, his introduction. I think so it's right, it, yeah. 
but it's but that's what's so exciting and how well they do it where it feels like it's post empire but like still kind of close to it where with how the stormtroopers look and tatooine and and all those stuff so it's it's i'm i am beyond excited like the marvel stuff obviously has been great but like this is this is this is it like i am so excited for for the book of boba fett for sure you're locked in casali i'm like oh i can't wait i'm so excited couldn't it's agree more. Fun. A lot to look forward to. And that's what we do here on What's Train Nerd Watching. Make sure you are following along on Twitter, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your major podcasts, anywhere you get your entertainment, because we are there. Because you know here at What's Train Nerd Watching, it's not about someone's new deal. It's not about a new cassette player. It is always about next. Next. We next. We. Episode.